Hi and welcome back. I'm Joanne Quinn from With You In Mind and today I'm bringing you the second session aimed at line managers and going to be talking to you about how to promote positive mental health and well-being in the workplace. So as a manager, how can you support positive mental health in the workplace? Well, some of these suggestions that I'm going to be making may seem counterproductive and at odds with the way in which you have managed in the past. You may ask yourself how discouraging working overtime can be beneficial to your business or how can you support home working when you don't know what employees are doing when they're at home. However, the benefits of ensuring people have a good work-life balance have been evidenced time and time again to include positives such as higher productivity, better retention, lower absenteeism and presenteeism, and a happier and more engaged workforce. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is training. If you've not already received training, explore the possibility of accessing some mental health at work training. Only 24% of managers have received any kind of mental health training. And so it's not surprising that a survey has shown that less than half of employees with a well-being issue raised it with their manager. And sadly, of those that did raise an issue, over half said it was a negative experience. We spend so much time at work. It's our colleagues and managers that we often turn to when we're struggling with our mental health. And having the skills and confidence to be able to support employees with poor mental health is a must have for any people manager. And as a manager, it's important to promote a positive work culture and develop a work culture where everyone is treated with the respect and dignity they deserve and any issues such as bullying or harassment are not tolerated and there is zero tolerance for this kind of behaviour. Celebrate individual and team successes and develop a culture where open and honest communication is encouraged and support and mutual respect become the norm. Encouraging an ethos whereby staff know that it's okay to talk about mental health and it's safe to disclose their experiences will help to reduce the stigma and stereotypes associated with mental health. It'll also allow staff to tell and inform you of any adaptations that may be needed to make working practices easier for them to help them do their job. Consider flexible working. And while there have been massive benefits in the increased use of technology, the rise of an always on culture can have a negative effect on staff wellbeing. As a manager, you can counterbalance this by allowing a more flexible workplace. And a recent study has shown that over a third of staff who work flexibly had benefited from better mental health. And those that didn't have access to flexible working, 43% felt that it would enable them to better manage their mental health and well-being. So if this is something that you've not considered, think about implementing it or trialing it because you have so many benefits such as reduced office costs, increased productivity and of course improved mental well-being and physical health too. As a manager, support what um, promote what support is available 
I've lost count of the number of people that I've spoke to that really don't know what support they have in place at work, whether it's mental health first aiders or an employee assistance programme. It's essential that your teams and your employees know what resources they have access to and also how they can access it if and when they need it. We all need to take time out. So I encourage people to take their annual leave and to switch off. Provide them with reminders of the annual leave they have left to take and ensure that colleagues are trained and able to pick up the work of someone while they're on leave so that they're not worried about the increased workload that they'll have when they come back to the office. And manage workloads as a whole. Take action when employees are feeling overstretched and have too much on. Allow people to use their out of office or redistribute work if needed. Saving money by not proactively hiring more staff as workloads increase is counterproductive as workloads of staff will, as overworked staff will start to experience symptoms of stress and poor mental health, which ends up costing much more money. And finally, set achievable goals, set realistic expectations, deadlines and targets, which factor in the individual's experience capability and working style. Good line management can only lead to good health and well-being and improved in performance. However, a recent report has shown that only 49% of employees felt comfortable talking to their line manager about mental health and 39% of employees said that work had affected their mental health negatively over the past 12 months. A lot of this reluctance um, to talk to line managers comes from staff thinking that it's going to go against them in some way or that their manager is not approachable enough or has the required knowledge and training to be able to support them effectively. But as a manager, you are instrumental in creating the open culture that's needed for people to feel comfortable about talking about their mental health and the more comfortable people feel and the more open they will be in raising mental health issues they have. Remember, we all have mental health. In the same way we all have physical health, we all have mental health. And it's only by talking about it that we will collectively remove the stigma. So take time to create space in team meetings and supervisions and one-to-ones and appraisals to talk about how everyone is feeling. And there are many resources that will help you as a manager to feel equipped and to be able to do this. There's formal accredited training such as mental health awareness and mental health first aid. And there are lots of free online resources such as the line managers resource produced by Mental Health First Aid England and the talking toolkit provided by the health and safety executive as part of the management standards approach. And the Health and Safety Executive, Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development and Investors in People have also developed a stress management competency indicator framework. And this consists of tools that allow managers to assess whether they currently have the behaviours identified as needing and to be effective for supporting and reducing stress at work. So what do you do as a manager if you have got somebody in your team um, or there's a colleague with poor mental health, how would you support them? Well, you can support them by making reasonable adjustments if necessary to enable them to continue to work. 
Now, everyone is different and we will all experience mental health issues and problems in different ways. So what works for one person may not work for another. It's therefore important to discuss um, any workplace adjustments with the individual concerned. And some people may not know um, what resources and adjustments are available to them. So it's helpful to talk to them, to explore their options in a safe and constructive and supportive environment. It's also a good idea to trial anything that's put in place and schedule a review after an agreed period of time to discuss how effective the adjustments have been and whether or not any changes are necessary. And please remember, under the Equality Act, disability, which includes mental health, is, is classed as a protected characteristic. And workplace adjustments don't have to address the specific mental health problem itself, but it does need to address any disadvantage that the mental health problem might cause. So changes that you may discuss with your employee in relation to how they could do their job um, while still suffering with a mental health condition or issue include things like flexible hours or changes to start or finish times, a change of workspace to a quieter um, area with fewer people around or dividing screens. Maybe you could consider them working from home at certain times on certain days in a given period or changes to their break times or provision of quiet rooms. Light boxes or working spaces where more natural light can be beneficial and also agreement to give the employee time off for appointments related to their mental health, such as therapy and counselling sessions. You may also need to consider changes to the actual role itself and temporarily changing that employee's duties, for example, changing the balance of maybe desk work and customer facing work or reducing caseloads and or clients or shift patterns. And you may need to reallocate some of the tasks or, or amend the person's job descriptions or duties, or even redeploy them to a more suitable role. And there are some other supports that you could consider as well. And these could include things like increased supervision or support from yourself or a buddy or mentor and debriefing sessions after difficult calls with clients or candidates. You could include mediation and you could also identify a safe space in the workplace where a person can have some time out or access support and mediation if there's difficulties between colleagues. You could provide them with more information and tools to be able to look after their own mental well-being and promote self-care and encourage them to build resilience by doing things that support good mental health such as exercise, meditation, or eating healthily. So there's lots of things that you can do within the workplace, but there's also lots of support outside of the workplace as well. And you may want to suggest other supports that an employee can access, such as the Access to Work Scheme or Fit to Work Service and Able Futures. And I'll tell you a little bit more about these. Access to Work is a publicly funded employment support programme and they aim to help more people, um, disabled people, start or stay in work and it can provide practical and financial support if someone has a disability or a long-term physical or mental health condition and the kind of support they can offer include things like referral to the mental health support service. The Fit for Work service is a service that employers can refer employees to 
and the employees that you will refer will be the ones that have been off work for four weeks or more and they'll be able to have a free occupational health assessment and the occupational health professional will be able to identify obstacles preventing the employee from returning to work and a return to work plan will be agreed providing recommendations which will be tailored to that specific employee's need and this can also replace the need for a fit note. Enable Futures is a wonderful service and um, they deliver a service on behalf of the DWP and they provide up to nine months confidential and no cost advice, guidance and support from mental health professionals to help employees with um, mental health issues um, cope with work while managing um, their conditions, which may be things like anxiety, depression or stress. And people actually have to be working in order to be able to access this service because it's very much about keeping them in work. So there's lots of help, toolkits and resources out there to help you as a manager look after your staff. And I've included some links um, to some of the resources that you may find helpful in the accompanying blog.